CNN projects Joseph R. Biden Jr. is elected the 46th president of the United States, winning the White House and denying President Trump a second term. It's been a whirlwind, anxiety-filled week since the 2020 election officially started, and over the weekend, Joe Biden was projected to be the winner with Kamala Harris as his vice president. After a week of being plugged into my phone and trying to stay updated, the map of the Electoral College is burned into my brain. Having a concrete outcome is a huge relief. I'm sure I'm not the only one who is hugely relieved that Biden is the projected winner for this election. Trump has demonstrated such poor leadership skills over the past four years. And, you know, just for climate alone, Biden promises to be a much better leader for the U.S. We've been talking about the election offline in our classes and group chats, but we wanted to take time to reflect on the election and what it means for climate issues, specifically with people from the UP community. This is What on Earth, a podcast from The Beacon where we look at current events through the lens of climate change. I'm Jennifer. And I'm Molly, and welcome to our election special. Today we are talking to UP students from the Environmental Studies Department about their thoughts on the election, how it unfolded, and their thoughts on Biden as the president-elect. So guys, thank you for joining us and talking with us today. Um, let's go around really fast and introduce everyone. Um, hi, my name is Hannah Pickens. I'm an environmental science student. I am um, a sophomore at UP. I am from a small town called Wimberley, Texas. And thank you so much for having me here. I'm really excited. Yeah, hi, thanks for having me. Uh, my name is Carlos Fuentes. I'm a junior at University of Portland studying environmental science. Or I'm here from Medford, uh, Southern Oregon. Yeah, um, my name is Katie Gomes. I'm a senior this year um, studying environmental ethics and policy um, and a sociology minor. And I'm, my hometown is Kailua, Oahu in Hawaii. So I guess our first question is, was this... Are you all first-time voters in this election? And kind of how are you watching the election slash getting the election results throughout the last week? I'll go ahead. This is my first time being able to vote for president. Um, the 2016 election, I turned 18 two days after the election. Um, so I just missed the cutoff. So it was exciting, I think, to be able to actually vote um, and get involved with it. Um, and, I mean, this past week, I pretty much was watching CNN, like, non-stop the entire week like I don't think I've ever watched that much news but yeah it was also interesting because I mean news can be everywhere now I was listening to it like at the gym um on snapchat like pretty much anywhere on your phone and tv it was really easy to like stay up to date with everything that was happening yeah I second that definitely I felt like I was just glued to the tv downstairs for like three days straight and I was just always checking my phone even when there was literally nothing happening. I felt like I couldn't like get away from it or else I would miss something really important. Yeah, me too. I was a first time voter this year also. And I, I didn't watch the news as much, but I definitely like on my computer and on my phone, I had two different sources up and I was constantly like refreshing them for like from Wednesday at four o'clock to Friday, just like nonstop. I totally feel that, Hannah. I, nonstop, never wanting to be away from my phone for too long. Otherwise, I'm going to miss out on something. And as you were watching the election unfold, what were you thinking? Because we know that the process like took a long time to like come to this final decision. What was your feeling like Tuesday night when we, you know, it was looking like there wasn't going to be a solid 
the result? Um, I was stressed. I know that I felt like I had been hearing that like Biden was going to win by a lot. Like it wasn't even going to be close. Like Tuesday night, I was going to find out, be happy by the end of the night. But then, you know, that wasn't the case. And, you know, there's the whole thing with like mail-in voters like coming in late. And so that's obviously, you know, why that happened. But it was just so stressful. And I was just really hoping at least for environmental policy that that wasn't going to be the final result. (laughs) Yeah, on Tuesday night, especially I was watching because that was the night that Texas was called. Um, and I was really, really excited because I really thought that Texas was going to go blue. And I like shook on it with my housemates. I was like, if Texas goes blue, I will get a tattoo of Texas. I have like a signed piece of paper on my fridge proving that I would do it. Like I was, I was fully convinced that that was what was going to go down. And then they called Texas by the end of the night. I was like, <sighs> and then I just like, I didn't even know what to think. Like I was, I really thought Texas was going to go blue and that was going to solve a lot. Like I, I thought that was going to do it because Texas has so many electoral college votes. But um, after Tuesday night, I was like, I have no idea what's about to happen. Um, And that was really, really stressful. But I was really hopeful on Tuesday. (laughs) Yeah, I was like in that same boat. And I was trying to like remember and remind myself because I'd heard all the projections where like Tuesday night, it was going to be heavily like red and Trump. And then with the mail-ins, then it would start going to Biden. Um, But like when you're in it and you just see state after state just with crazy amounts of leads it was like nerve-wracking and I just like I was like should I just stay up all night which like luckily I didn't because then you'd be staying up for like the whole week but yeah it was definitely pretty pretty scary the first time but I was just trying to remind myself like this is what they said was going to happen it's okay so I think in terms of evaluating both candidates and like your feelings as environmental studies students watching this election what did climate mean to you with this election like what was at stake i mean i think it was huge like just seeing over the past four years like what can happen to an entire country's policy and approach to climate change and just like the public belief that's then you know encouraged to doubt climate change and we're still like questioning the reality of it when like the reality is like we need to be doing like a lot right now to be able to make a difference um so yeah i think biden becoming president is a big step in that direction i definitely don't think it's going to be a guarantee now that like everything solves you know like it's a huge win but there's still like so much to then do from here um because it's like it's I'm kind of reminding myself it was like settle for Biden, you know, it's not like Biden was like the saving grace. I mean, he was a saving grace from Trump, but now it's like, okay, well now we need to work even more to be able to get actual progress in these like crucial years um, to be able to avoid disastrous consequences even more so. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, I feel like another four years of Trump would have just led to so much more it would have really shifted the public's perspective on like, you know, is climate change like really happening? And when there's already been four years of sort of doubt being put into our minds, even though, you know, us as environmental science students, like we know the facts, we've studied the history and the context and all of that. And I think another four years would have just separated the public from that knowledge and just created a lot more uncertainty around it. And hopefully, you know, having Biden with these really clear and yeah, really ambitious um, missions should hopefully help a little bit. Yeah, Biden's stance on climate change and on environmental policy was the thing that I felt best about when I was voting for him, because he doesn't have a super, like Katie said, like he's not the ideal candidate for 
like LGBTQ rights or um, BIPOC populations. Like this man is not, um, he was a saddle for sure. But whenever I was voting for him, I was like, at least he will like for sure do some good work on environmental policy, hopefully. Yeah, definitely. I think I also agree that his, like, especially in comparison to Trump, his climate plan is definitely a step in the right direction for the country. On Saturday, November 7th, the election was called in favor for Biden, and he is now our president-elect with Kamala Harris as our VP-elect. So what are you guys hoping to see from this administration regarding climate, like concrete things? And what do you anticipate will could be problems as to making those things happen? I mean, Biden has promised so much. And, you know, his big like the Biden plan is ensuring that the U.S. gets to a 100 percent clean energy economy by like no later than 2050. And, you know, part of that is going to be his promise to invest like almost two trillion dollars into you know, communities and private sector and, you know, local investments and that kind of thing. So I think a big part of it is just going to be, you know, whether that can get through Congress and whether these bills are actually going to be, you know, possible (laughs) to pass, you know, with such a divided house. Yeah, I think it'll be definitely interesting with the runoff um, to see what majority type um, setup will will be in Congress to see just how many of these plans will be able to be um, followed through on. And I think a big thing that I'm, I mean, I would wish to see and I'm hoping to see whether or not it's going to happen, it's probably unlikely, but just like more um, moving away from like corporations kind of running politics in this country and like just the, this constant like prioritization of capitalism and protecting these corporations, which was very much like Trump's approach to it. Um, So hopefully, I mean, if, we could start moving away from that and like less focus on like oil companies, um, the agriculture, big agriculture industry, and just more prioritization and protecting of like actual people. Um, I know I was reading his um, plan last night and he, they, they talk a lot about environmental justice and focusing specifically on righting the wrongs of the communities that have been impacted the most. And, kind of like prioritizing getting them into these jobs that would be coming up with like clean energy and all their other plans um so that that made me hopeful and hopefully that they they can follow through on all of those reading his plan definitely made me a lot more hopeful especially when it comes to just environmental justice and helping those communities that you know are low income and just kind of disenfranchised um i know two of the areas that he really wants to focus on in those communities are air pollution and water pollution um, both of which are you know huge and I'm just really hopeful that he'll actually, you know, put his actions to where his words have been. Has this election impacted um, the career path you see yourself pursuing? Like, do you see yourself going more ta- down like a policy path or do you feel like you're going to stick more to the science side? Um, like, where do you think that, what are the areas you think you're needed most after like looking at this election? That's a really good question. Honestly, I hadn't really thought about that, but just the fact that Biden is um, planning on starting, he has so many initiatives and like different councils and different like groups that he wants to start. And, you know, that needs a lot, a lot of support. So I think I'm kind of leaning towards policy, to be honest. I think it just makes sense to, you know, be a part of these new groups that are forming versus, you know, the Trump administration, who's, you know, taking all of these away. And I think it just makes a lot of sense so that we can avoid having, you know, someone in office that doesn't believe in climate change. 
Yeah, I agree. I think, I mean, there's definitely going to be way more opportunities than if the next four years were Trump again. Um, so yeah, I think it will be way easier finding a job in any type of environmental field. Um, I'm still trying to decide on what route I want to go um, specifically. And I think, I mean, even if you don't go like policy, like to the specifics, you know, like in a government type design, you can still be very politically um, active, whether it be working for like a grassroots company, a nonprofit, something like that. Um, yeah, you can still make a lot of political change through that. Yeah, I think for me personally, like I am still focused on the science, honestly. Whenever I like considered, I was like, what am I going to do in the next four years if Trump gets reelected? I was like, if there's no jobs, like worst case scenario, I just become a firefighter because God knows there's going to be more wildfires. Um, <laughs> but but yeah. now that he's not, um, I think I'm going to do something more along the lines of like Katie said, like working for a grassroots organization or doing research just because I think that that's I mean if those jobs those jobs will be open presumably and um I think that's where I would be best suited yeah I think outreach is going to be super important these next couple years um I want to go kind of into like science like communication I guess it's called or finding some way to get like the public more and public side and the science side more in touch I guess because if the public isn't understanding what the scientists are saying then we're all kind of at a moot point um either that or like some kind of education but yeah I think just getting the public in tune with what we know is going to be really critical to getting public support for anything we want to do as environmental studies students and we we're all exposed to all of this on a regular basis how would you encourage other students and other people to get involved and be active in, you know, environmental science and, you know, these new initiatives? How do you, how would you encourage people to take action and keep accountable or keep, help keep the new administration accountable? I mean, I would say for other students, like if you're not an environmental studies major, you should consider taking an environmental studies class. Because, like, I learned a lot just in my ENB 10-whatever class my freshman year. And that was, like, really, really integral in me, like, changing my diet and then changing some of my lifestyle habits. And even if that's not directly getting involved in the political process, it's a really, really good first step for students. Yeah, I would agree with that. Like, just basic environmental science classes can be really helpful. Um, just because when you know, like when you have some of the facts and some of the actual information and you know it personally, it makes you much more confident than going out um, and trying to do more on the issue. If you have like a good understanding yourself and like motivation as to like why we should be doing these things. Um, and then that will probably help you get out there and however you would want to take the next step, whether it be, you know, protesting, um, making personal changes, um, however else you would want to keep this Biden administration accountable. I mean, I think a lot of it is just going to be continued um, interest on the matter just so they they can see that the public does care about it and that it's something that we want from them. Um, because, yeah, I definitely think um, we need to use our personal change to be able to like advocate for something bigger since so much of it is problems just directly from corporations and not personal problems. Um, so yeah, I think 
demanding that over the next four years will be really big. Yeah, I second um, all of that. Definitely um, taking an intro like environmental science class um, would be really, really helpful for anyone, I think. And then, you know, you could do something big, like go, you know, volunteer like a nonprofit or something. But I think a really good way to sort of get involved is to put pressure on your local politicians. You know, they are so much more accessible to us than, you know, Biden is. And it just makes sense. Like you can email those people, you can call those offices and it doesn't take that much work, but you know, it's the public's job to hold the government accountable. So, you know, taking like an hour out of your day to just find out like who's in charge, like who's doing what and you know, what's actually being done about these policies is, it can make a big difference. I think that's a really good point. I remember in my first environmental science class that I took with um, Dr. Carpenter, she had us write um, our local representatives on a environmental issue that we cared about. And I remember it was like, she asked us how many letters we thought um, a politician would have to get in order to like do something about an issue. And we thought it was gonna be like hundreds or something, right? She was like, it only takes three because no one writes to their politicians. So if you and two other people wrote your local politicians, then it's like, it shows them that people actually really do care about an issue. Um, so I've done it before. It's definitely not hard. And it just is a way to actually get closely involved in something in your local area that you care about. Before we end it, like, do you have any, like, other quick things you want to say to, like, about the election, how you're feeling, anything any messages to the rest of the student body and to the rest of the UP community about what this election means for like students and for climate? I would quote Katie here and say that just because Biden was a saving grace from Trump doesn't mean he's our saving grace and that the work that we have to do is not even close to over yet. Yeah, I'd definitely second that and just say, you know, how important it is to hold our leaders accountable because they might be promising all of these different things, but if we're not going to see any of these changes in the next four years, then it was almost useless in a way. Yeah, definitely. And I've already seen it, like, just on social media feeds, like, people are already starting to critique both Biden and Harris, which I think is great. Like, people on the Democratic liberal side, um, because it's like, you can't just fully support, blindly support uh, a candidate. Um, I mean, then it's it's no different than Trump supporters who have ignored all of his actions over the past four years. I think we definitely need to remain, like, on top of it and keep pushing um, over these next four years in order to actually get some results um, and kind of hopefully push in more, not extreme positions, but you know, like positions that we, it's gonna take a lot of work to get our political system and our economy too. Um, so yeah, we've definitely had a huge win I'd say, but there's definitely still a lot more to do. You can keep up with What on Earth on Spotify, Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, and upbeacon.com. If you would like to submit a topic or questions for future episodes, go to upbeacon.com and click the story idea button on the right-hand side of the page. Thank you for listening to this episode of What on Earth. Keep asking questions. And keep your leaders accountable. See you next time. Special thanks to Hannah Pickens, Carlos Fuentes, and Katie Gomes for appearing on this episode. This podcast is brought to you by The Beacon, hosted and produced by Molly Lowney and Jennifer Ng, and music is from freemusicarchive.org.